What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's ubnradio.com. Welcome to Richard Listens on Sports. I'm the host of this show, Peter Sobey, and we have a great show lined up for you today. We're very excited to be here live from UBN Radio TV, the Universal Broadcasting Network, at the beautiful Sunset Gower Studios in beautiful 100-degree Hollywood, California. <laughs> and uh, But we're excited to be here live, and before going into a whole lot of anything, let's bring... The resident doctor, the man, the psychologist, the legend, Richard Olberger. And it kind of, uh, it's interesting because it's not just a coincidence that the name of the show is Richard Listens. Your name is Richard. You're a psychologist and you listen. I think people have put that together already, but just in case. That's why I'm here to talk. So, Richard. A lot has transpired over the last couple of weeks. Um, We have a really big show lined up for you. We have a super, super special great guest in studio with us today. And I'm going to kind of like, obviously, if you've seen the marketing, you know who it is. But right now, while we're live on the air, I'll just kind of leave it as a teaser that we'll be bringing him aboard live right here in the studio in moments after we kind of talk about things here between Richard and myself. As you know, we are... We do uh, come through live on facebooklive.com slash richardlistens. And if you leave a comment or a question, we're always happy to address it live on air. And uh, we always look forward to seeing new contributors in that. So uh, we also have – this is exciting, Richard. This is our second official show as Richard Listens on sports. Um, It's exciting format. Basically, the – the motto of our show is sports, life, and the intersections between. It is. And we had a lot of intersection the last two weeks. Yeah, so it's kind of like speaking of sports and life, it's kind of uh, it's interesting because I think, you know, we're going to kind of start with your story here as far as life leading to sports. That's right. So kind of... Uh, that's How's right. your last couple of weeks been there, Richard? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we dropped in last last show. I was uh, live from New York, and it was uh, with a heavy heart. And certainly, um, you know, this is a show on sports where we're not here to to, to bring you down. But uh, we always promised we'd be honest with you that this was about the inner journey of the athlete. So um, good news is that uh, I think I ran five miles this weekend for the first time in a decade 
and uh, personal record on the deadlift today uh, of 215 pounds. So, so I'm continuing to push the levels of the inner athlete, um, even as I, I grow longer in the whiskers. But on a serious note, uh, it's been a heavy two weeks. Uh, lost a dear friend, um, Andreas Cahan. Some of you have uh, po- seen the posts. Uh, his family has requested uh, donations to the Brain and Research uh, Foundation, and we appreciate that. Um, and it's um, always sudden and tragic to lose someone that quickly and what it takes out of you emotionally um, to to deal with grief and loss. So um, it's been really profound for me uh, to try and work through it, to try and serve people like athletes who continue to try and perform no matter what they're they're going through, but there's definitely been an air of, uh, of sadness and a, and a seeking of space to feel uh, intense cycles of anger and sadness. So um, it was pretty beautiful at the same time uh, to watch all the healing that can transpire in those spaces when you're in pain, uh, all the reconnection with, with old friends, and at the same time carrying on my life being surrounded by sports and noticing uh, the community of healing that transpires um, while in that process. That's amazing. So in that regard, you spend some time in Cleveland this past weekend. So you've been from I do. New out. York to Cleveland, back here to LA with your Indians cap on there. So um, I do want to mention before we get into your Cleveland story too, I was so excited to kind of, well, not excited to get to stories of life in you, but we also do have a new feature tonight called the Wellness Fitness Minute with Caitlin. And uh, we're going to be bringing her live from Mexico City via Skype in a little bit on the show as well. Awesome. So an exciting new feature. And our guest is coming up very soon, too. And don't forget to leave your questions and comments for us. So we are back after that little teaser for later in the show on Richard Listens on Sports. Richard, you are now wearing your Cleveland Indians hat. So what brought you to Cleveland this past weekend? Uh, we had, a, like our guest, who we met at a fabulous uh, workshop less than a month ago with um, Dr. Ken Revisa, who hopefully will be joining us in the near future. Um, we'll be talking. We, you saw my, saw my stickers uh, a couple shows ago that I was giving out. Uh, those are one of the, the tips from Dr. Ken. But I was meeting with uh, Jack Lessick, who is a former sports psychologist for uh, the Cleveland Cavs. And he is, I believe, the director or president of the Ohio uh, Center for uh, Sports Psychology. And he is a leader in the field in working with everything from equestrian to ice skaters to being open to whatever challenge. I believe he's even coached people through bagpipe competitions. So that'll be one for (laughs) – I'm not sure my game would be ready for just yet. But uh, fabulous tips on how to expand this growing field and bring together people from all over uh, internationally. There were people there from Jamaica. And uh, people have been doing the sports and performance work and really trying to reach out there to help different segments of the population. And so you had a chance to do a couple things. Uh, we have a couple photos, Jarvis, down there in the 21s through 24 and 25. You made it out to a couple of Indians games, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was a fabulous journey, like I mentioned. I mean, there was there was some grief. There was some sadness at the same time. But to, be the, the, to, to explore a different city and the culture around sport, uh, the excitement of that beautiful new stadium in Cleveland, the people – the fans, even the staff, they have ambassadors there who are more than happy to 
Uh, there's there's a photo there of uh, all the different. Uh, there I am, fourth row. Somebody. Yeah, you know, your seats look prime, I mean, man. It's it just gorgeous, gorgeous place for baseball. You know, wonderful people and uh, people accompanying me are, uh, f- you know, athletes who are um, working on expanding their sports psychology careers. So it's just it's just inspiring um, and overwhelming. In fact, when you have that much influx of opportunity coming to you despite despite a heavy heart so it's it, it but it creates an opening for good things to come and you met some new friends there it looks like definitely definitely new connections and what's better when you have goals than people who you can help be accountable to so um and uh, every step of this feels like it's just you know it's just serendipitous you meet people it's like you know you can't go into battle alone it's it's really intense and scary and overwhelming and you get the people who are really trying to carve this out of their niche and it's not easy to go into a, a field which i think relatively uh sports psychology is not um even large enough of a group uh within the american psychological association it's like minuscule minuscule so the amount of members and um but uh pioneers maybe but what's interesting, I think, about your past couple of weeks is like our show motto is sports and life and the intersections between. It's like you had this very deep life experience and then it was kind of sports that kind of brought you some healing per se or something. Exactly. I mean, my own, my own, you know, we're very, you try and get on a fitness regimen. We talk about goals. I'm sure Caitlin will bring out some tips like that. But I was out there trying to keep going physically. And at some point, your body will give out. I could not lift uh, weights. Like my physical body, when it's holding that much emotion, sometimes we talk to people all the time about transitions. Uh, and uh, Jack Lessig talked about that as well. And Ken Revisa mentioned about, you know, taking the breath and focusing on the breath. I mean, and you realize the the irony that if we don't follow the same – practices, if we don't prepare, if we don't game plan or adjust when we're uh, going through something, um, we can't continue to perform at the same level. And so I think that's really humbling, but really also very amazing because I'm going to ask top athletes who are being paid to perform to uh, take a moment to step back, step out of the box, as uh, Ken Revisa says, right? And, you know, and then uh, I need to be able to model that. That's amazing. We're going to get to our guest in just one more minute, we're very excited. Uh, great, 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 great person. But before we get to him, first of all, Raheem Duncan. What's up, Rich? Go Cyclones. Oh, Southside High School. I think he was our leading scorer. But, wow. man, but man, was he always an awesome teammate. So thank you, Raheem. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, it's a week after Father's Day, and I brought a, a little gift for you. This is my first pair after being a lifelong Met fan of New York Mets socks. So I will be rocking these no matter what our record is this year and how bad our pitching is. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for the welcome and the time and for hearing me out. And with that said, Dr. Richard, it is now time to introduce our very special guest that is live right here in the studio with us. All the way from sunny Hermosa Beach, California, he's. we'll get into everything he does. He's an amazing, motivational, inspirational guy. He's a peak performance coach. Without further ado, Chris Stretch. Welcome to the show, Chris. 
Peter, Dr. Richard, thanks for having me. My condolences to you, Dr. Richard, for thank you. You know, what you have gone through. And thank, thank you for listening. That was excellent therapeutic skill there. <laughs> excellent. No, but no, that was heartfelt. I really uh, appreciated you know, hearing that and listening to that. And I love the, the, um, the theme of the show, you know, the intersection, you know, sports and life and the intersection between the two of them, uh, because I, I so connect to that concept. It's such an important part of my life. So I just so appreciate having you guys having me on today. Yeah, I mean, really, what you do and who you are as a person actually really kind of embodies that. I think so. I think so. You know, I recently got into the uh, social media push, I guess, to try to get get the message out. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm such a perfectionist that I rarely get something perfect. But when I came up with this authenticity underscore in underscore performance, it was like this, this ding, you know, it was just perfect because to me that's really um, what I'm – really trying to accomplish in my career and my life is how to how to connect this, this authentic value that I believe we all have as human beings to performance and how we perform. And it, that can be in, in high-level competition, recreational competition, and just performing in life. So I think that those two concepts uh, very much uh, overlap, I think. Amazing. And just uh, we kind of didn't go over this before the show because it was a little crazy, but as Weird as it sounds, like the audience, they see us in little squares and stuff like that. So as much as it's good to look at me when you talk, Chris, maybe look more at that camera over there so people can see that handsome, chiseled face more than your profile. So (laughs) as much as like eye contact is great and we all do it on that, yeah, you could look at the audience a little bit there, too, so they really uh, can connect with your soul. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks for pointing that out to me. I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. And... uh, (laughs) And uh, everyone stand by because in like about five minutes, we are going to bring Caitlin on board with her new feature on our show, the Wellness Fitness Minute. But before we do that, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like you're, I introduced you as a peak performance coach, but you're way more than that. So just like, you know, let's give our audience a little bit about your your story and your journey and what you're doing. Well, let's see here. So uh, I... Uh I came out of the womb uh, like, uh, you know, just uh, going. <laughs> I mean, I, I was really, uh, from the get-go, it was all about sports. I mean, when I was about uh, 18 months old, two years old, somewhere around there, uh, there was some ball-shaped uh, figure in, in, in the family room, and I grabbed it and I chucked it across the uh, the room, and, and my dad uh, just was just exuberant <laughs> about the possibilities of, because I have two older sisters. So, you know, fast-forwarding, I mean, I was, you know, I was that kid that, you know, I, I woke up early before everybody else. I got my little league outfit out. I, I laid it out. I admired it. I put it on. I looked in the mirror. I mean, I just loved baseball. I just absolutely loved baseball from the very beginning. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I was really good at it. And, and, you know, typically speaking, I was probably, if not the best, one of the top two or three best uh, players when it came to little league all the way up until I was 14. So, you know, my, my life as a youngster was really filled with uh, just wonderful experiences in Little League. My dad coached me. My dad passed away uh, last April. So uh, one of the great moments that we had was him making the lineup every night uh, before the game. And he would coach me from age 9 till age 14. And I'd sit next to him on, on, the, uh, on the couch and, and watch him put the lineup together. And as I got older, I got to give you know, some opinions, give, in there. give some opinions. <laughs> you know, I was, I was always second or third, so I, I never really had too many issues with where I was uh, playing. But um, so life was good. Uh, life was really good. Um, I, I think I was developing some pretty ridiculously high expectations for myself. 
uh, because when I got into high school, uh, that's really where I started to develop a lot of issues. And my uh, my junior year in high school, think of it this way, um, my high school had been ranked number one or two in the whole Orange, of Orange County. When I took over the starting quarterback position, my high school had lost two games in three years. Wow. And talk about pressure. Talk about pressure. And we had, uh, and, and it was big time. I mean, the top three, four teams at the time were modern day, Los Alamitos, Esperanza High School. And and I, um, so, so let's say about three years ago, I was on the high school field. I got invited by the coaches and um, I got out there and it's the first time I'd been out there probably, probably since I played high school. And I was overwhelmed with the emotion. I mean, I had just had tears in my eyes and my old head coach is now like an offensive uh, line coach. And I saw him and I just started crying. I, I just, tears were pouring out and wow. I could smell the sense. And I, what I remembered was the pressure. I mean, the pressure was intense. I mean, 16, actually when I, you know, I was 16 years old and it's like, hey, take over a, a, a team where you're going to have, you know, five to 6,000 people at your games. Uh, one game my senior year, there's 11,000 people in my game. And by the way, we've only lost two games in three years. So uh, my high school football experience was, uh, was really profound in terms of my life. And I, I ended up pulling out a pretty good senior year and I got recruited to play football at UC Davis. Um, but my memory of it was pressure, stress, stress, and more pressure. That was pretty much my memory of that experience. Wow. And at that point, you probably – did you have anyone in your life like yourself now to talk to? No, I didn't. And, uh, the, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. You know, looking back at that experience, there was this – there was this um, – you could see from watching me that I was really struggling – uh, but if you were to ask me to my face, I would have said, oh, no, I'm fine. Uh, I just I didn't you know, I didn't have anybody around me that embodied this vulnerability uh, that, you know, where you could say, I'm, you know, I'm not very confident right now. I don't feel very good right now. I, you know, I'm, I'm worried that everybody's, you know, uh, uh, trusting me. But yet my my leadership skills are lacking or maybe I don't I don't feel that confident enough to be a leader. I mean, there was just no avenue for me to share that with anybody. So I, I did the whole fake it till you make it. And you know, my junior year, I had a horrible year. I ended up losing my starting position for two games. I locked myself in a room. My mom later said that she was very concerned about me uh, emotionally and thought I was clinically depressed. And, you know, <clears throat> right about the time she was going to do something about it, I ended up, uh, you know, gaining my starting uh, quarterback position back. And I, and I finished the year as a starting quarterback. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um but so that was a little bit of something to come. Performance solved and pro- emotional problem solved. That's kind of the equation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, we've um, we've both met. Uh, all of us have met uh, uh, Dr. Ken Revisa, and he's got these. Uh, his new book has this interesting uh, these greater than's, and it's a uh, 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 mission greater than feelings. You know, and uh, I was so uh, identified with my feelings that. Uh, I couldn't really connect to a mission. So, and my, not only that, I was identified with my performance. So it was almost like you could, I was, I, 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 I probably walked taller, felt better, and was just more equipped to handle things in my life if I was, you know, three for four the previous game or had thrown for 150 or 200 yards. If I'd had a bad game or in baseball strung a few bad games together, I was, I was pretty miserable. It really affected me. So he talks about these things about, uh, uh, performing, but not letting your performance, you know, uh, be who you are, being greater than your performance. And I, you know, so some of these things we're talking about today are so refreshing, you know, because I didn't have that back then. It was, it was, you know, just be quiet, you pretend you're confident and, and that's just what you do. 
So we're going to take that into furthering your journey and how you are, where you are today. And also we're going to be getting into, you work with youths a lot. We're going to be getting into talking about youth, which we do on this show a lot, youth and sports. But right now we are going to take a break. Let's do it. From all this guy sports psychology talk <laughs> and history. And we, uh, we have a new feature on Richard Listens on Sports. And it's a very dear friend of mine, and it's called Fitness Wellness Minute with Caitlin. So she is coming into us via Zoom live from Mexico City. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Caitlin to the show. Welcome, Caitlin. Can you hear us okay? Oh, I think you're on mute, Caitlin. Okay, now we hear you. All right. Hi, guys. All right, we got it. Hi, Caitlin. I'm so excited to be on the show because, like, uh, the name of the show, Life and Sports, sports have been my entire life. And um, many years I trained with professional baseball athletes and have been through the ringer of all different aspects of the sports life. And so thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. And, you know, today, I mean, we want to make this uh, a feature. So we're hoping that every other week when we do the show live, we will be spending a few minutes with you. Fantastic. And I think that you bring a great perspective because you do come from that sports background. But, you know, you've been involved in pageants. You're a model. You're an actress. You're fitness, wellness, the whole thing. So you definitely bring a very fresh perspective to us every other week. So thank you. Glad to do it. Is that Tony who I see on the bottom there, bottom of my screen? No, you are looking at, I'm not sure who's on the very bottom. There's Chris Stretch, our guest, and Dr. Richard Olberger's on the very bottom. He just waved at you. I I believe you were talking about deadlifting, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, first time trying to do it. Really? Okay, well, I trained many years in my deadlift, and um, I think my highest in competition was like 225 or 230 on my deadlift. You see, now I've got another challenge in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. You know, I had to bring it up being the only female on the show today. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) And so we're not going to, you know, every time we do this feature, we're not going to, you know, spend a lot of time getting to know you. We do have your contact information on the the, website. underneath you there. But since this is the first one, do tell us just to give us a short history of who you are. And, you know, the show, we want to motivate, inspire our audience. And the reason why you're here is because we also love to give them tips and motivation. But go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, if we bring it way back into the beginning of time, I've always played sports. Um, Soccer was a huge part of my life for over 15 years. I did softball, lacrosse, tennis, Uh, dance was varsity captain of my dance and tennis teams in high school. Um, And then once I got into college, I did um, competitive dance and then transitioned into bodybuilding and powerlifting. Um, From then, you know, I've suffered many injuries coming from different car accidents or when I got into the powerlifting, you know, I was weighing it at maybe 100, 125 pounds and pulling about between 200 and 235 in my deadlift. So Um, with a combination of different things, I've had injuries and had to train my training regimen and learn how to, 
you know, listen to my body. I think it was your guest there. Um, excuse me for not remembering your name right at this moment, but, Chris. but listening to your body and kind of telling yourself that I need to take care of myself or I need to take a break and kind of realizing where you are in your career and your life. Um, and being an athlete from like the time I was born, it was so hard to, you know, hear my body say, you need to stop and you need to rest and you need to heal. But um, I'm grateful for all those tough experiences in my training because it has helped me help other people with my business, which is now Kit Body, which focuses on helping people with the nutritional aspect as well as being a personal trainer and looking at their exercise regimen. Because when it comes to being an athlete, whether you're, you know, I guess in, you just living your everyday life or if you're a professional athlete, you have to look at the big picture of things. You have to look at, you know, your sleep, your lifestyle, all these different things because they all contribute. And I know, I think our guest was also talking about the stress level, which has a huge effect on the body, not only physically, but also mentally. And when you're competing or if you're playing a sport, the mental part of it comes and contributes just as much as anything else. So I guess I hope that's a quick little snippet of my experience and how it's helped me transition to help other people in fitness. Absolutely. It's incredible. And before we get to your actual fitness wellness tip for the day, can I also share a little bit about uh, how we met and our connection there? Because besides being fitness, wellness, uh, you know, actress, model, spokesperson, incredible person, like you have such a deep, caring soul, which is, I think, you know, one of our big connections together. So so you want me to share it? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and share it? You're really good at this. Well, how did we actually first, first meet? It was just a connection on the, on the internet, right? Yeah. Like on Instagram, I think, cause you reached out cause you saw I was a quadriplegic. Yeah. So, um, when I, we met, we started talking, um, for my history, my father was a quadriplegic from the day I was born. He was, uh, in a swimming accident in Plum Island, Massachusetts. Um, so when I was born, I, I only knew my father in that way. Um, so that just, I guess I grew up very differently than most in that aspect. And my father has always been my strength and inspiration and in that he never gave up. He always pursued and, and persevered over so many challenges and adversities that he faced in his life. And um, when I started to get to know Peter, I felt there was an instant connection and we decided to meet in person and it was like we knew each other forever. Um, and Peter, you're an inspiration to me for the same reason that your strength and perseverance uh, to continue and to inspire other people by, you know, sharing your story and your experiences. Um, there's so many people I think in our world and our society that are just not even exposed to the type of lifestyles that we lived or the, the kind of knowledge we know from the different perspective that we share. And I think even when it comes to sports, that's such a huge thing to share because, um, not everybody in the beginning who goes through something or such a big adversity like yourself or like my father or even the people in the families who are affected by it, sharing your story and sharing the experience that you have just opens that door or just, I think, I don't know what the perfect word is for that, but other than inspiring other people, it gives you that connection that helps push people forward of maybe over that wall that they might feel is blocking them from pursuing something that they feel, oh, well, maybe I can't do it now because this happened. Um, people like yourself inspire others to continue and to push through that. Well, thank you. That's really kind of you to say. And I mean, that's why, 
you know, I think it's really incredible, too, that you've made it part of your life mission as well to inform people and everything. So that's incredible. So thank you both. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'm here is because of Peter. He shows up for me and pushes me and uh, in some ways that uh, few others would be willing. Um, And so I'm thankful for him sharing his journey, too, uh, and uh, his uh, celebrated trip to Stanford um, for uh, diversity and disability in the media as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. And and thank you, Chris, for driving all the way up here to be live in the studio. <laughs> Since it's a big love fest, I want to make sure to include everybody. Hey, no problem. Next love time being that here. I'm in L.A., I'll be live in studio. Oh, yeah, this definitely. Is part of Chris's therapy here. We stress him out, <laughs> talk about football, and then, we're, then there's hugs and love all around. Right. Yes. <laughs> Very therapeutic. So without further ado, Caitlin, um, we'll end with, you know, we've got a card made up with how people can reach you, but... What is your fitness wellness tip for our audience this week? Well, there's so many things, but I think the simplest thing to do is to get up and move that. I think that most people will come up with some sort of excuse in the day that they don't have enough time to exercise or, you know, that piece of cake looks really delicious and, you know, they want to eat it. But um, I guess the simplest way, I mean, because we all want to enjoy a piece of cake is to just get up and get moving. If you only have time to do a 15 or 20 minute workout, then get up and do a 15 or 20 minute workout. Because if you look at the big picture of things, even like with any athlete, as long as you get up and you're moving and you're putting in a little bit of effort every day, if you look at that, at the big picture of 365 days out of the year, you're going to see results. I always use the smallest example of If you drink a cup of coffee every day and you're putting in two sugars and a little bit of milk, let's say, for example, that's 100 calories per day. If you look at that, you know, on a big timeline of 365 days a year and equal those calories into pounds, if you cut out those two sugars a day and you drink your coffee black or you use something like stevia, that's a healthy alternative that gives you the sweetness, over the long term, that one small little change that took Maybe you to be mindful for 30 seconds is going to make a difference in the long run. That's an amazing tip. We love it. So, Caitlin, thank you for being here with us all the way from Mexico City. And we've got the card up on how people can reach you. You you look very good in your bathing suit on the card that you shared with us. And But just let us let the people know, even though it's written on the screen, how they can reach out to you. Yes, well, KitKate is my personal Instagram. If you're looking for more um, nutrition and health tips, you can go to my um, business page, which is Kit Body Fitness. It's K-I-T-B-O-D-Y Fitness. Um, But reach out to me anyway on my website, through Instagram, through Facebook. I have pages everywhere um, to get a hold of me. And if you're just looking for advice, if you're looking for a coach, Um, I'm sure I can help you get there. Amazing. We're so grateful to have you as part of the show as a new feature, and we can't wait to see you in two weeks. Awesome. Well, thank you again for having me, and thank you all for being an inspiration and sharing your stories, and hopefully all together can inspire and motivate others to do what they love to do. Right on. Thank you, Caitlin. Awesome, Caitlin. Thanks, Caitlin. (laughs) All right. That was fun. That was fun, and that's a great tip. I mean, I think... I think uh, both of you, as as people that help and motivate people, the whole thing of taking the first step is an amazing piece of advice. No, it's perfect. And, uh, you know, I want to get back to, to Chris's experience, but I was in this, like, rundown construction ru- hotel, and they said they had a gym. 
and the the treadmill turned on but didn't move, and the bike moved at like a one, <laughs> you know, like you couldn't even get. But I just kept thinking, like you know, what you know, just even get out and walk, like it's amazing what you can discover. Uh, there was these you know hidden beautiful trails uh, of the Ohio um, um, out back there. So you know, I caught. The city, I call it the outdoors, and it, and it really livens up your day. It shakes your negative mood and or jet lag if you're a traveling person um, and gets you back in your body. And it's it's amazing, that gift that your body gives you. Absolutely. Chris? I totally agree with that. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, I've heard a couple sayings, and I'll, I'll get into a little bit into how I got into, like, substance abuse recovery and and uh, how a lot of what I was talking about earlier led to this point of, you know, not being able to deal with my feelings and, and medicating them with, you know, alcohol and drugs. And and when you go to these meetings, there's some there's some really simple wisdom that that is shared. And one of them was, uh, uh, move a muscle, change a thought. Wow. You know, move a muscle, change a thought. And and goes goes back to uh, what Doctor Ken Revisa says in his book. You know, make your mission more important than your feelings because. You know, thoughts and feelings are kind of a, the two sides of the same coin, and and if you know my thoughts and my feelings are telling me, you know, stay here. You know, if I go to my depression and my my, my message in my depression is going to be like, stay here, don't do anything. But if I actually move a muscle, get out, take a walk, my my thoughts and my emotions are they're just going to change. They have to. So I, there, there's so much about what she said. It goes so beyond just fitness. It's really mental health as well. So I totally agree. So for everyone watching us out there on ubnradio.com or on facebook.com slash Richard Listens, don't forget if you're watching on Facebook Live, leave your comments or questions. I know we have a lot of people checking in. And if I don't mention you, please don't feel no offense. Sometimes it, it just goes off my screen. But I do see our friend Amber Barrientos has checked in. And um, like I said, but if I don't mention your name, it's only because the name's passed by. So, Chris, you uh, you talked about your background with high school sports, and there's so many people that can identify with that. And now we are fast-forwarding all the way to who you are today. I mean, you obviously had it, other experiences that, that have made you who you are, but let's kind of like uh, – you know, give us that bridge from high school sports to the experiences you had in between to who you are today kind of quickly so that we can then get into the, the meat of things. Yeah. Well, so a lot of what I talked about earlier, you know, having these issues emotionally, um, you know, I, I found a way in college my senior year. I was with seven guys that went freshman to senior and I was around a bunch of guys that just we just loved each other. And I had a phenomenal senior year. And then I got into minor league baseball, and uh, minor league baseball, everybody's out for themselves. And that social support, that 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 you know that that zone of, of comfort around me wasn't there, and that created this second implosion. And you know, having a tough time with my emotions and my feelings, that was the first time I sought help for what I was going through. But I didn't get a lot out of it. So I left sports and uh, got into corporate America, and I, I got involved in this, you know, high-pressure, lucrative sales field. And lo and behold, I got to a point in my late 20s where it just showed up again. And this this theme of being petrified and uh, a failure and being um, so fearful of failure that I, I was locked up and literally couldn't, like, do anything. I couldn't get out of a car to go make a sales call. It, it just it, – it's like – 
everything that happened when I was 15 happened when I was 19, happened when I was 23, and then they, there you go, I'm 31 years old, and by now I have a drug addiction. So, um, you know, the short story, I woke up one day and realized I'm going to die if I don't stop this. And, uh, and you know, th- this 12-step stuff, it worked for me. I called up, got into those meetings, and I had no idea. So that's about eight years. Actually, Wednesday is my... Uh, seven-year AA birthday. So, wow. Yeah, Congratulations. Thank you. That's yeah. uh, no small feat. Yeah. So so I was around that community, and I was talking a lot about what I was going through, um, the neurosis, if you will call it. I mean, here I am going from being on something every day to nothing, and the, the thoughts and just the just the obsessions and just the, just the crazy experience mentally and emotionally was just unbelievable. And the wonderful thing about those places, and, and I think some, some treatment facilities like this, therapy can be like this, is you get a chance to share without judgment. And the constant feedback I was getting is, is that you are, you're sharing what I'm going through. I'd have people that had 10, 15, 20 years. You're sharing mentally and emotionally what I'm going through. So that feedback took me into the field of mental health. Um, so I got my license to do clinical therapy. I got my master's in social work. Uh, and then as I was, had my license and I was, I was practicing and doing therapy uh, to get my hours to get licensed, I, I mean, I was just getting flooded with all of these ideas about, well, if I, if I could have talked to myself at this age with this idea, I would have helped myself. But it was always related to sports because my life was, was sports and my struggle was related to sports, is all sports. So I'd be driving home thinking about talking to myself at age 12 and talking to myself at age 15 and, and what I would have said. And I, I hadn't read a sports psychology book at all, and not one. And I, I, I saw the Miracosta High School, which is in uh, Manhattan Beach. I saw the coach at Chipotle, and I said, and he didn't know that I had never like, actually performed this talk, but this was about four years ago, and I went to him and I said, Hey, man, can I give your team a talk? I don't not need to get paid. I just have this talk that I want to give them. And uh, so I got out there, and there's 80 kids, freshmen to senior, the whole program. And I just gave this 20-minute talk that I was just dying to give myself. You know, the coach, the coach bought in? It, it, he, it, when, I, when I was done, he actually did not know this. He had his master's in sports psychology. Wow. And so when I got done, he said to me, he said, Chris, you know, you're saying the same thing that all the top guys are saying. You know, how to be present, how to deal with your feelings, how to deal with failure, how to, how to be, as Joe Madden will say a lot, how to be present, not perfect. Um, and so I was just like, all right. So I started working on a volunteer basis with, with that high school team, and he helped me get connected to some more high school teams. And then I just started growing. So the long and short of it is I don't have any specific education on sports psychology. I have a clinical license to do psychotherapy. I feel like my personal experience having just, I mean, I, lit- I, I literally, if you look up the Ips, and if you don't know what the Ips are, that's where you can't throw the ball like 10 feet. And I did an interview with somebody when I was a guy that was doing a podcast back about five years ago. And he got me on the Wikipedia for the Ips. Like, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. That, wow. That's how bad it was. I mean, there's 30 people in the stands. And I'm, I'm, ov- I, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I'm in a 70,000-seat stadium with 70,000 people. And if I don't throw this ball perfectly, I have people pointing at me and telling me how terrible I am. And, you know, and, and then and I would just be like, how do I pull this off? And I just kind of flip it like I was cool, you know, and well, at least if I don't get it there, it'll look cool, you know, and I, I so spot that with kids that, that kind of give a half effort out of fear of failure, but they do it in this kind of, I want to look cool kind of way so they can mask it. Oh, I see that from a mile away. Cause I saw that I was that. So, um, so this is a great story. So, uh, 
so I had heard of a lot of guys kept saying, Dr. Ken Revisa, he lives in Redondo Beach. Well, I live in Hermosa Beach. So I just was like, I got to meet this guy. Well, I get a, a call from a friend I played college ball with, and he said, Dr. Ken Revisa is speaking to my high school team. He, he was a head coach for Torrance High School. I was driving there, and I was saying, th- I was out loud, this guy will be my mentor. He does not know it yet, <laughs> but he will be, you know. And I showed up early, and I just sat there, and you guys met Ken. He is the most humble, the most awesome guy, but he had a lot on his plate. So I asked him, can I meet with you? I got some ideas. I want to talk to you. I just, I just got these ideas. I want to see what you think. And, and lo and behold, he uh, had just finished his book, but it hadn't come out yet. He said, all right, Chris. He kind of gave me this, like, I'm a nice guy, but I'm so busy. I, I don't know if I have any time for you. But he said, how about I'm going to give him a talk, and how about you meet me uh, about 30 minutes before the talk. I want you to read this entire book. So he, he sent me the entire manuscript of his new book, Heads Up Baseball 2. So it wasn't out yet. And he said, and I want you to tell me if this book works for high school athletes. And uh, so I, I'm not much of a reader. I read, you know, 300 pages of sports psychology in 10 days. And I sat down with him, and I was, like, fired up. I said, I can't, you know. He said a couple things that I was, I mean, just dying to hear when I was an athlete. You know, responding to your own reactions. I remember, like, like you're going to react the way you react. But you can not only respond to something externally but you can respond to your own reactions. Like some of the things he was writing in there were so wonderful, you know, that, um, that, and so I, you know, that's how we met. And then uh, lo and behold, when he went to go uh, try to sell his book at a big conference, he called me up and said, Chris, would you join me at the conference and, and help sell the book? And I was like, I cleared my schedule. And I mean, I was, I was on fire. I just, I, I love what he, what he talked. I love who he is. And I love what he talks about. So we've developed a, a relationship. And, of course, I met you guys because I helped to put on a, a, a training that was just yeah. so so intimate and so wonderful. So, Yeah, I kept telling people in Cleveland that we were at his house. They were like, first of all, they were like digging through my bag for the book. Yeah. And second of all, they were like, what? You went to his house? Yeah. So that's an amazing step in your own process, too, is, is in leadership of knowing you need a mentor yeah. and, like, being so certain in it. And you can contrast that with the voice that was telling you, like, you know, if I fail, if any, you know, like the paralyzing fear. Instead, when you have this mentor, it's like this this opening of permission to go forward. Yeah. You know, I, to me, I, I like to think about being connected to myself. And that's one of the things I learned. I think I started learning it in recovery. And I think I'm tr- what I try to do with athletes is help them get connected to themselves. And, uh, uh, Dr. David Snarch, you probably have, uh, it's, a, it's a, the book's called Passionate Marriage. Uh, so, so let's bring this into sports, huh? But right. some of these, you know, life and sports intersect. He calls it having a solid but flexible sense of self. And I find that a lot of times what's lacking is this ability to have a solid but flexible sense of self. So I'm solid where I have a sense of what I'm doing, what I'm experiencing, what I need to work on, um, what I'm good at. Yet when a coach comes and gives me feedback or if I make a mistake, I can be flexible and make the adjustments. And so that's the kind of the, the, the stuff that I – but to do that means having a connection with myself that isn't, you know, like, like I said, being present, not perfect, you know, Joe Madden, right? Because if i got to be perfect, I have no choice but to beat myself up the second I'm not. You know, so, that, so those kinds of things are what I like to help athletes with. And Chris, what I love about your story too is that you came from this place that you were pretty – down low in the depths. And, and Dr. Richard, I want you to reflect on this a little bit. We, you know, we come across lots of people with addiction and with issues, and 
it's kind of hard for them to come out of that spiral. But Chris's story is so inspirational to not only come out of it, but to where he is today. Well, I'm just inspired is that, that he made that call and that anyone with addiction, would they have that strength to make that first call and how hard it is because those, those feelings and emotions are overpowering. And um, like you said, somehow it's like installed in us and, and reinforced through sometimes a failure of uh, parenting or coaches. I mean, how many athletes I talk to that they just did not have the coaches that they needed emotionally. Uh, and their lives were shaped by very critical parents, and that drove them to success to a certain level. And we're we're realizing now. I mean, uh, and there's a lot of pain in sports and, and opiates at the professional level. So, the power of group, the power of community, and how you can find yourself through finding some healthy connection uh, to a community, and the fact that his voice was heard. Uh, within those meetings, and, and like you said, AA may not be the method for everybody, but the fact that it was held and, and invalidated, that that we we feel that uh, and we've been through that process, and that that launched then his permission to give back to others in a bigger way, just speaks to me that you know the transformation of connection of human connection interaction. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, the show goes by. We only have a couple minutes left, and I did want to address the whole topic of youth and sports and stuff, and obviously we don't have time to get into it in great depth and before we wrap up the show we will let people know how you can get a hold of Chris and everything but from everything I've heard from both of you who are big experts in your field who I highly respect uh, maybe just a couple of words for our audience from both of you why is it so important to, to get this message out to kids you both played sports as youth I've heard Richard in the past talk about he wishes he had heard some of these things now we're hearing it from you Chris so, Chris, and then Richard, why is it important to get this message, the, the, the help out, the word out to the kids? I think, put, put simply, I think we have a conspiracy in our culture where we walk outside and we see people succeeding, and they're succeeding in outcome. And to succeed in a- athletics, and really, I think, to succeed in life, we've got to become more process-driven. And I think that our essence is resilience. That's what I—we are resilience— but it's process-based. And the way I'm resilient is I'm process-based, meaning the next thing is going to get me there, not the outcome. Now, I want to make sure I'm in the direction of my outcome, but the next thing. And when I have that process-based life, I'm not so worried about what happens because what does resilient mean? To withstand and to recover quickly. So I think we got it stacked up against us when we see an outcome-based society, but we're trying to get to be what they call process warriors. So that's what I would say. And Richard? The relationship is key, that having fun in what you do, and I think in all the stats of track that like when you do a questionnaire about why a youth is playing the sport they do, that enjoyment is going increasingly down on the list. And it has to be something fun. And if, if you're a dad who, even if you're older, I mean, and, um, you know, if you can throw a ball, if you can watch your kid throw a ball off the wall, I mean, being a part of that interaction, that space does so much for them, like we were talking about getting out and moving, watching them move, just being in joy in that in that space and, and the relationship that develops uh, between you and them uh, and witnessing it. I mean, for me, you know, just being able to show someone that I made a basket was like self-esteem building as a kid. So it's like friendships matter, you know, even, you know, how, the percentages are low that you'll make the majors. But even if you are, you know, having a meaningful, connected life is uh where I'd like to direct people. 
that's incredible. Chris, there's so much more we could have talked about and gotten into tonight, but hopefully we'll have you back on in the future because, yeah, it was not even the tip of the iceberg tonight. I mean, the depths we can go with you are incredible, but thanks for being here live to share what you were able to share. We have your contact information on the screen, but go ahead and tell people how they could reach you. Uh, check out, check me out. My website is chrisstretch.com. And if you want to see some of the work I do, uh, Instagram, uh, authenticity underscore in underscore performance. And I want to thank you gentlemen for having me on. And I hope I could come back because I think we have so much to talk oh, about. Oh yeah. I think Richard, without a doubt, we got to get Chris back in a couple Your months, whole, right? Whole youth sports focus and hopefully Dr. Ken will join him. Yeah, it'd be great. And we will be back here live in two weeks on Richard Listens on Sports. And you could always reach us through Facebook.com slash Richard Listens or Richard's website at www.richardlistens.com and at Richard Listens on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, thanks for joining us and a little goodbye, Richard. A little goodbye, Richard. Thanks, everyone, for sharing the journey. Thank you, City of Cleveland. Indians, hope you turn it around. And And, uh, (laughs) see you in two weeks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.